And welcome everyone to today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined as always by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Steve Bowling and Ash Polson, along with uh, some guy you might have heard of just here or there, Greg Miller of Kinda Funny Games, here for our 100th episode. I don't know how we did it, but we did it, so welcome, Greg. Glad you could make it. (laughs) <laughs> Hello and congratulations, gentlemen. 100 episodes. Nothing to sneeze at. Congratulations on doing this and launching it and having a hell of a year. <laughs> Thank you so much. It, it's incredible how serendipitous this turned out to be because it wasn't always the fact that you were going to be on episode 100, but it just happened to be to work out that way. And it's perfect. I was like, wait, 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 which one will give me the biggest pop? Put me on that episode. Yeah. Like, hey, put me on the one. What's, what's the important one coming up? Put me on that one. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. I know, Hell, right? Yeah, yes. that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that was a, a crazy number. You know, we were lucky enough now to be in our what's uh, coming up in January in our seventh year. I guess six and a half right now. Kind of funny overall, but then yeah, to have it pop up on the calendar that it was kind of funny games. Yeah, we talked about it in the weekly meeting. Like, but wait, what year is it? And somebody's like, oh, it's got to be three. And I was like, it's four. And, we're, and Nick just goes, God, we're old. Like we've been doing this for yeah, so right. long, right? <laughs> right, uh, Steve, sir, I believe you are still muted. Unfortunately. And, yes. And Amy tells me that the chat is not scrolling, so you might want to hit that as well. <laughs> Steve was OBS. so you're gonna You're going to try to blame OBS for this, Steve, a program that you turn on <laughs> and nothing changes. Update to update, uh-huh. day to no, day no, for no. no reason. Never. Never, ever. Oh, goodness. He's just so awestruck. <laughs> he says yes. My Gotta love that. Steve's mic is just gone from OBS. For those who you know still can't hear him, uh, <laughs> love it. Apparently, Ash is also strong with the decibels. I don't know what it is. Ash, you go live and I don't. It's so you. weird. My audio levels change oh, from go. day to day. It's so weird. Even though I don't change anything on on my end, so I will lower myself a little bit. I've done um, the, the proverbial way, like. The software equivalent of kicking OBS as hard as I could. And I think folks can hear me now. Hopefully. Hopefully. Do the old, the old Fonzie uh, bang and like, A. <laughs> I So no joke. Yeah. And, and this is a, uh, when, when we first started GVG, my computer did this weird thing where for, for you guys, you would all see the show just fine. But on my monitor, everything would freeze. And I would literally just have to bang the side <laughs> of the computer and then it just start moving again. And I'm a computer guy, so that should tell you Gotta something. Gotta love that. <laughs> yeah. Have you uh, done, done anything with patron chat yet, uh, Steve? Because I know uh, that's still not scrolling. Let me take a look here. Interact. We'll get get all these ironed out in the meantime. There we go. But, we're all, we're I, all I, good. I, People can see it. It's, it's okay. nice. All right. Sorry oh, about that. Uh, uh, in in the meantime, it, I did want to ask uh, Greg, how was covering E3? It was, since it was such a different show this year. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, you know what I mean? That that first day when we got there for rehearsals, me and Jackie were on set and we just kept saying, we can't believe we're on set. I can't believe I'm in another place with people, right? We're all so used to, at this point, recording into our webcams, uh, only talking this way, uh, to actually be right. there and have microphones and IBF, or, uh, you know, uh, IBF and talking to people. It was just... It was ridiculous. It was such a change of pace. But then overall, I thought, you know, the show was, uh, you know, <clears throat> for me, awesome in terms of uh, a coverage thing. It was awesome to work with Damon Hatfield again from IGN. Awesome to work with Michael from GameSpot. Meet Avali, meet Dan. 
And then, yeah, like to what you're saying, it is so different. Like, I like the idea of the ESA really saying, hey, we don't know. We haven't in the past known really what we're doing, but we're grabbing the wheel and trying to make this into something. And I think it's hit or miss, you know, the four, four, do we need four days of E3? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And you figure the ESA has so many partnerships and different people that when somebody says, yeah, we'd love a slot, they're not really, it's not like how when we run Kind of Funny Game Showcase, I go through and vet all the games and vet all the things and give you that sign off, right? Like, I feel like their partners like, we want one. Like, okay, cool. And then you get the presentation, you watch like, Okay, yeah, this doesn't really match up to the Xbox thing we're doing, but like, why <laughs> we're gonna help you out and do this thing, right? Right. Yeah, right. I was. Uh, I was looking. It was, it was a very different year for E3. One, I was super hyped to see you to see you on the streams. Uh, my wife, uh, I met her after my run on Kind of Funny, but she watched. Uh, she watched my episode uh, when uh-huh. she found out that I was a YouTuber and did games, and she's like, "Were you on that guy's show?" And I was like, yeah, yeah, it was once upon a time when I didn't have facial hair. She's like, dang, that's not happening again. He's too big for you now. (laughs) She's like, he's too famous now. Can't. No, yeah, it was awesome. It was a really cool thing to host and really cool thing for them to try. And I thought the content we did was great. And again, like I, you know, applaud the ESA for bringing us in and not having us fenced in. You know what I mean? It was brought in to do what we do best. And that was to talk about this and react about this and hang out and not be, you know, just marketing pieces like obviously i knew that ahead of time that's why i took the job but it wasn't you know hanging and be like man just talk only about what you loved at gearbox like oh man uh (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) we're allowed to be like "Hmm, that was an interesting mix and why didn't they show this and why did they do that let alone to have the media partners there to really be the people who get to flesh it out and have you know the full-blown all right you know damon dan nerdist what do you think right right yeah, it was it was a really cool panel I uh, of hosts that they had set up, and I was I was impressed for it being, you know, a remote E three. I went in not sure what to expect, not sure if I would like the show or not. But ultimately, mm-hmm. and I told the guys this throughout our E three coverage, it just the, it's a testament to how well put together it was that it didn't feel all that different from being there, other than you know right. not seeing all your friends, which is is the best thing about E three. But other content wise, totally. it felt very similar. And that's the thing about it, right? Where it's you figure, you know, we ended on Tuesday, just like you normally would. Usually, right? Nintendo ends it, and it's like, guess what? The show, fl- the show floor is open. Everybody mm-hmm. run out there. Let's all go. You know, okay. Like, that's how it usually works. And so, yep. like, this year to have it end, and there would be none of that. <laughs> you know, we were lucky yeah. to have uh, Jeff and the Summer Games Fest have the demos all set up. You know, uh, there was a whole bunch of different people running uh, Steam wishlist stuff that you get into. But, yeah, not the same as, all right, cool, you've seen all these cool games. Now go play them and then podcast and e- do interviews and talk about it that mm. way. Get right. those cameras out, film them off, film off camera stuff. <laughs> totally. Run back to your crappy hotel Wi Fi, try to upload like, it all. All right, what'd you think? <laughs> it was yeah. still strangely draining, though, from even from the comfort of our oh, yeah. own home and without our, our feet killing us day after day. Even without that, that aspect, we did like what, 10 to 12 reaction streams over the course of E3, and it was still like that. quite draining, of course. Certainly yeah. for you, Greg, hosting every day and, and doing what you did, but yeah, uh, that was the thing for me. ESA when I when they asked me I was like sure but I'm like I still want to react with kind of funny and they're like oh yeah we'll give you setup so like when it would nice. be all right cool let's see what Xbox has uh, they'd be like all right you're clear and then I would run up this staircase to sit at my laptop <laughs> on Discord and then talk to my guys about it <laughs> oh and run downstairs and introduce the thing or whatever oh that's awesome. Man, so it awesome. didn't really change for you at all. <laughs> for me, it was, it was still, yeah, it was definitely, it, it was maybe even more exhausting of coming, you know, I got, we'd get back to the hotel, I would have dinner, and then we would put on Ozark, and I was usually asleep by 9.30. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> to wait, wake yeah. up for the 5.30 call time. Off topic, right. but does, is the new season of Ozark out? No, I never watched it. Oh, uh, oh so my I'm, god, I'm okay. watching Ozark for the first time, we're... 
about to end season two we're having a great time what a show god damn it's so good yeah yeah <laughs> okay. i i don't think i've ever even heard of it but i'm behind on a oh lot you of gotta things. get it netflix yep jason yeah. bateman right. in the drug trade that's all you really need to know oh yeah. well there you go <laughs> by the way uh congrats to hunter J in our live audience patron chat their ps5 just came in today they're nice. looking for game recommendations and our whole channel all of our patrons already gave you a bunch but yeah i think we would echo ratchet and Sackboy. And Returnal. Yeah. Returnal. Returnal. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah. So there's, and of course, FF7 Remake Integrade. There's so much yeah. uh, that you mm-hmm. are going to have I, a lot of fun consuming. I actually just finally started playing Integrade last night. Um, nice. The, the, the intermission part. The funny thing is I only played two hours. Half of it was Fort Condor. It's just like, oh, well, I got, I don't know where I'm going, so I might as well crank this out all right now. And it's just <laughs> nothing but Fort Condor. And... It's fun. Better than the original Fort Condor, I'll say that much. Way better than the original Fort Condor, yeah. Yeah. Is, it, um, is, that, is that what it's like to play League of Legends? Because it feels like that's what it's like to play League of Legends, just because you have the different paths and stuff like that. You know, I just know. in your head, just let that be League of Legends. That's yeah, all you yeah, need yeah. to yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that, yeah. Oh, well. Goodness. But, yeah, I believe we should, uh, even before anything else, because uh, we got a bunch of Super Chats in here, I do want to read those, but we also have our... Uh, always wonderful monday sponsor the game orb and uh the game orb is a fledgling channel that has focused mostly on nintendo content until now while there are still running let's plays of, of nintendo games like splatoon 2 and mario kart 8 deluxe going forward though they're also covering games on the xbox series x like portal still alive as part of a fresh daily upload schedule so be sure to subscribe to the uh, game orb at the link in the description and we have them above 300 let's get them to 350 we're working towards that next goal and continue to show them the gv gang's support and as always they want to promote their friend's youtube channel galactic reaper which we have a link to in the uh uh description uh it looks like ash just posted it in the chat Yes, all around, all over the place. Definitely want to check out the Game Orb uh, and uh, just continue showing them the amazing support that you have up to this point. And just thank you to them for all the support they've shown us up until this point because it is massive. (laughs) Especially given that we're at episode 100 and the Game Orb has been sponsoring us for many of those 100 episodes. So, seriously, the Game Orb, thank you so much for your continued support. You are, Mm. we, we love you and we just, yeah, we want to get you to as many subs as possible. So, Thank you, and let's get you to 350, 400, and beyond. Let's have you take over the world, you and Galactic Reaper. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got Galactic Reaper in there. Take over the universe. That's you know, small. You got, <laughs> yeah, how it all goes. Just a small, small. There ask. you go. Uh, yeah. Before we get to the news stories, as I was saying before, though, we do have a couple of super chats that I want to read before we get to that. And first up is Jarrett Gardner with a nine dollar ninety nine cent donation saying uh, after hours of frust- after hours of frustration, frustration day, I was able to pre-order my uh, Shimagami Tensei five special edition. Hope everyone who wanted it got it. Also, this is the best community on YouTube and you guys are the best. Well, that's very kind of you. And Thank congratulations you. on getting that special edition, because apparently yes. any type of special edition or cool thing that's coming out. Good luck fighting the scalpers. That's about where it's they're everywhere point, they're everywhere now <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they just like oh cool people want this special edition thing we're gonna grab it it's just it's it, this has to be worse than the yeah. is this worse than the speculator boom for the 90s for comics because it feels like i've seen a lot of comparisons and it seems to be affecting way more industries than just comics this time around it it really it's it, the whole scalping situation has gotten really truly terrible and and it seems like in everything i i didn't know about 
<laughs> the 90s in comics i was a kid so oh <laughs> the, the difference was i think it's it it's so hard to tell now because everybody mm-hmm. has twitter and you can eat you know yep. i mean you're seeing everything and everybody complains so it's like i don't know is it worse it feels like it's worse because everybody can you know immediately be like i can't find anything i want but we're also as you know we're talking about in the patreon chat right like we're living through the fact you still can't get a playstation 5 you still can't get a series x which is so core to what we all care about yeah exactly right. and yeah i mean I guess it can't be. We'll have to see the after effects because it almost literally killed Marvel, which is a weird concept to think about. But there you go. Uh, either way, uh, Shellshock Prime with a five dollar donation saying, "Funny story. I was the Mario cosplayer at PAX East uh, 2018, and I asked Greg if he worked on Giant Bomb or if he was a fan. He said, <laughs> just a fan. I love it. It's true. I love how we all have these sort of Greg Miller interaction stories. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People just shouting at me as I run past them at a PAX. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Jaden Buck with a $2 donation says, Loud Vibes Gaming. Uh, Hopefully, well, Loud Vibes Gaming for Ash, Quiet Vibes Gaming for Steve. I love my audio, everybody, so I think we should be okay now. That was a while ago. I think you're You're, you're not not on me anymore. Uh, Joe N. with a 10 euro, 99 euro... Thanks. Yeah, I think. <laughs> oh, it's not euros, but I don't know. But no, that's euros for sure. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know what the ten ninety nine euro euro are. <laughs> I don't yeah. either. Sorry, dumb American. But con- says congrats, guys. Been watching you since the Wii U days on GX. You are the heart and uh, heart and soul of GX. So I was so happy when I saw you started GVG. I do miss Tom though. Well, Tom's great. There's no doubt. Yeah, about that. thank you very much. We miss Tom too. Yeah. We love Tom, yeah. and he's forever one of my best friends. I love that guy, and uh, thank you so much for the kind words man and for the donation thank you and, so much Joe. uh for those of you wondering for those of you that are fans of tom uh just a quick plug for him and what he's doing he uh he recently released a demo uh as part of the whole steam next thing uh for his game carpoon so if you want to yeah. finally release that on That's steam awesome. there's a free demo out go check it out he's been working on that game for as long as i've a known him long so. time. yeah Insane. it's been a Pretty while much, yeah it's a fun game too so check it out nice uh, Sketch at NPM with a $4.99 donation says, uh, binging kind of funny, and I'm so aligned with uh, Greg's outrage, uh, outrage, outrage that they tried to rank uh, X-Men 3 over X-Men 2 <laughs> or when they made him watch Catwoman. Love you guys. Thank you. Who the heck was trying to put <laughs> X-Men 3 over X-Men 2? Yeah. Is, we did what? a show called In Review where we watch a series of movies and then rank and review them, right? And yeah, the, it, this and the Raimi Spider-Mans made me feel like a crazy person. Where <laughs> there was like yeah. the Raimi Spider-Mans bad all the way there. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, no. Like, one, like they're not like modern superhero movies, but you're crazy. And then, yeah, like uh, this one here where they were like, yeah, trying to tell me X3 was better than X2. I was like, you are a crazy person. What are you talking what? about? <laughs> yeah, oh, it was Tim. It was Tim. It was a couple other ones. It wasn't just like... Or one odd yeah. man out. It was everybody trying to tell me I was crazy. What? I mean, look, I, I don't even hate The Last Stand as, as much as some other people, but oh, to I say do. it's better than X2, what are you talking about? X2 is clearly the, the superior movie. The only good that, thing they had in there was the casting of Kelsey Grammer. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. I am offended by that uh, by that idea. That there's, a lot of, there's a lot of offensive X2. things on in review, I assure you. <laughs> nice. Nice. Whew. All right, then. That's... Whew. Yeah, that's a take. Okay, that is a take. Yeah, it's hot. Uh, yeah, Itsumo with a $4.99 donation says, Happy Father's Day, fellas, including you, Ash. I know you're a fur, you are a fur daddy. We're a fur, fur oh, daddy. Oh, so. I will, I was, and I will be soon be. again. So thank you very much. Yes, nice. Yep. Yes. And then finally, 112 uh, with a 112 donation, $1.12. No, no comment there. Hey, uh, thanks. It's just 112 donation for the win. So there you go. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
All right. So shall we actually get to the news? And uh, let's start off with just probably the most out of nowhere piece of news, the most latest piece of news that came out today. Um, So the Paris based cyber groups, cyber group studios has inked a co-development and co-production deal with Square Enix for a Final Fantasy IX animated series. What? <laughs> like, out of nowhere. The exact Final oh. Fantasy you'd expect. This is the one yeah. people have been clamoring for. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a it's a fan favorite. It works as an animated series, but does it work for an animated series aimed at 8 to 13-year-olds? That That's not the sure part of. that kind of quells my hype a little bit here, because I, I love FF9, and when I saw this, I was like, oh, like the aesthetic lends itself perfectly to an animated series. The setting is great, but it does get pretty dark toward the end. FF nine and and eight to thirteen year olds. I feel like they might have to, I don't know, lightened up a little bit, which is fine in its own way. But I, I was kind of looking forward to a an adaptation, I guess. I, as Master this, Thief points out, especially since you know nine has the ex- <laughs> Vivi's existential story, literally <laughs> contemplating his own mortality. That's yeah for the kids. Right. So the thing I find interesting about this now, it's a weird way to announce a show. I mean, Square Enix seems to just not be talking about it. I was When's talking the last to... time Square did anything normally? That's true. I was talking to our uh, mutual friend, Imran, about this today. And it was like, where... How did they seed this announcement to people? Like, you know, all of us here on this call, like, we all get PR emails like at a rate of hundreds a day. And I didn't see anything (laughs) about this until it popped Mm -hmm. up in in our news doc today. And it's like, I guess some animation related blogs have this information, but they're all contradictory about whether it's a leak or it's an official press release. (laughs) They they all seem to have different verbiage on, on how this got announced. I agree. It's uh, you know, it almost lends it more credence because of how weirdly it's been announced. But I don't. I don't know. FF nine. I mean, I'm I'm a casual Final Fantasy fan. I play the ones where anime dudes have giant swords, and that's about it. Sure but not. I I look at FF nine, and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, this is this is not the uh, not the one I signed up for. But I, I get that it has its fans, lots of them that aren't me, and I'm happy for those folks that this oh. will be an animated series. But it just seems like such I don't an think oddball I pick. I don't think I realized you weren't an FF9 fan, Steve. I've I I'm a big character design person. I have to Uh-oh. really like the look That'll of the it. person I'm inhabiting. In my <laughs> oh, dreams. that's the one. That'll do it. That's what gets you. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I, I, up here. yeah, I'm I mean, like, that's why a lot hmm. of people have trouble getting into One Piece. So there you go. Right. Uh, you, Narukami, in our live audience chat, choosing potential violence, asking all of us and Greg if you are an FF fan. Greg, what's your favorite mainline Final Fantasy game? Oh boy. See, I'm not a Final Fantasy fan, and I've tried Fair so enough. many times. But what I would do is Final Fantasy VII remake. I adored. Like I, yeah. I couldn't believe it totally when, I, when, I, I, when yeah. I I texted Tim that when we were reviewing it, I was like, dude, like I'm all in because I had tried so many times to play Final Fantasy VII. You know, through uh, on PS1 in emulators. You know, the ver- versions they put out. Obviously, I had tried stuff like 15. I had tried uh, the Lightning series. But I, I tried them all the time, hoping it would be the one to grab me, and I never had any success. I still need to. Well, 
I did demos a long time ago with Destin on IGN when they did Realm Reborn, and I enjoyed what I played but never went back to it. I have been yes. since coerced uh, in the past month to download it and give it a real shot, but I haven't got time yet to do it. But yeah, for I me, it would be remake. Nice. That yeah. makes sense. I, it's a, game. my game I of the year it. last year, so it makes Same. sense to me. Uh, I would probably have to go with 10. Uh, I, I like My top three kind of like cycle between 6, 9, and 10, but I think if I had to focus on one it would be 10 is is my favorite but i'm a big final fantasy fan in general so i say 10 but i love a lot of them yeah it's hard to choose but of the ones i played i i I would have to go with nine so if this one doesn't work it's gonna cut me (laughs) (laughs) what about you steve uh i i'm i'm kind of with greg on this one seven remains my favorite out of everything i've played and i mean seven remake for me and I, i talked a lot about this last year when it came out on ps4 but it is everything I wanted from like a modern reimagining of Final Fantasy VII. And I love the fact, you know, I know a lot of people are really upset about the way the story went in that game, and I won't break it fully down here, but I mean, as a game that is what, at this, God, an unimaginable (laughs) amount of years old, because I just don't want to think about it in relation to my own mortality. But um, I, I like that this game can give me kind of that nostalgia hit that I love from it, but also the story is keeping me guessing at this point. Like I'm ready for episode two of this, and same. Uh, I, yes. I feel like it it reinvents just, just the, way the game they... in a lot of ways that that keep it fresh. So I I would say if I had to have an alternative media version of a Final Fantasy game, I would definitely want to see another take on seven. Just as like I don't know that I'd want to see it as a series aimed at young teens, but uh, <laughs> you know I want a gritty ass like dark. Final Fantasy VII game where it really gets into just how messed up Midgar is and all of the convoluted I mean, you crap. Kind of like got that, that better with the remake, but yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we'll see. Uh, uh, Azran killing it in a live audience chat, saying, "In a callback to the EP stream, did y'all hear about the last person to discover the good of the series? They were the final fan to see it." Oh, Azran, oh. <laughs> oh, my, my proverbial hat that is off to you, sir. Good. That is that is fantastic. Nice. Woof. Uh, wow. I love it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see if Square Enix actually says anything about this whole Final Fantasy IX series. Again, it seems to all stem from this kid's screen uh, article, and nobody really knows how to take it, but we'll see what happens. And what an odd choice. Like, do you just call it Final Fantasy IX and confuse people, or just Final Fantasy. I don't Final know. Final Fantasy, yeah. Colon, the one with the weird looking cat person. Which is also like half of all of Final Fantasy. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah there you go. Yeah. You just described Final Fantasy, a lot of Final Fantasy 14 players. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, let's go ahead and move on to uh, the <laughs> the next story, which is a nice, good bit of... Let's go trolling here. I hope it's not just trolling. It's so, be Konami has revealed a Silent Hill skateboard. <laughs> just as more Silent Hill merch is being teased what? in a new newsletter that with the words that all it says is the wait is about to end. What that means? But you get a, at the very least, you're getting a skateboard. I mean, stop. Been, stop uh, doing this. Stop. Why would you do this now in the middle of all this abandoned? Is it a Kojima game? Is it Silent Hills? Just stop. Everybody, <laughs> if, you're, if you're Kojima, if you're Silent Hill, just stop. If you're Kami, stop. Just let's get out of here. Let's just let these people make this game and see whatever the hell it's going to be and get out of here. 
I just uh, want to see Silent Hill return in some way. Not anyway, because we've seen what, what handing Silent Hill to the wrong studios can result in. It's like sure, Silent Hill downpour, sure. Homecoming, not so great. But God, if I could get a, a new core Silent Hill game that is true to the first three games in the series, I would be so hyped. But Konami, just stop dodging this question. Just say, <laughs> are you doing it or are you not doing it? We don't want a skateboard, man. We want a game. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 a Silent Hill pachinko machine. Because yeah, that might, yeah, be, oh, you know, perfect. that could easily be the next one you get too. Yeah, <laughs> they can get, join Castlevania with that. Uh, that what is it? Erotic gameplay action or whatever they said for, what? for the. <laughs> yeah, if you look up the Castlevania Pachinko machine, there's like erotic action or something like that. Is weird. Yeah, it is. I remember that. All yeah. right. Uh, I I love Stag Nasty here because Pyramid Head more like Pyramid Shred. Wow, <laughs> I, I, I like that. Which all I'm imagining is just Pyramid Head laying down on the ground and you just like ramp off of his face. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. know. I feel like this is just such a weird situation. Like where Greg was talking about, uh, it's what blue studio and and abandoned, and people were like, "What was it?" Somebody blue said square, the head, right? studio head's name. Blue box. Blue box. Hassan. Blue box. Yeah. So people yeah. are saying the studio head's name. I think it's Hassan. Like somehow translates to Koji. If you translate it in Turkish, it comes out to be Hideo or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, that's what God. it was. It's like people are. It is. It, it's enough uh, to make the Smash community jealous, like the the way these <laughs> folks are connecting these points together. But I, I, I honestly think it's all smoke. I don't think that there's. I don't think Kojima is involved with Silent Hill. I would be surprised. I, so I mean, because folks dug into that, and what was it like? Uh, Blue Box Studios has years worth of failed Kickstarters that haven't come to fruition, and. I mean, well, it, no. The it, problem it, is that they had a, they had one Kickstarter that they stopped because they got private funding, and they say they've been funded by PlayStation since 2015. 2015, of course, when like Kojima, it's like ah, it's like <laughs> it, it gets worse. The more, like right as we were going live, Jason Schreier tweeted he has an interview with the guy from Blue Box. New, all evidence suggests that Hassan. Uh, Ka Raman, yeah, the man whose game fans suspect maybe a Hideo Kojima conspiracy, is a real-life indie developer. But after an hour-long interview with him today, I left with more questions than answers. Like, <laughs> come on, that is a heck of a tease. Good on him yeah. for that that lead. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I, I mean, I feel for the Silent Hill fans. Like, I, I get it. Like, I, I'm grasping on the hope of that uh, rating of Castlevania Advance collection. I know, so man. it's just like, give me I, that. So. I will say I'm not a Silent Hill fan. I y- y'all know that I don't like spooky games. I'm a complete coward. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm in this for the mystery at this point. I just want to see this this whole thing unravel and find out what's left. Like I'm I'm addicted <laughs> to the drama surrounding this more than anything else. Just because I want to know, like, is this just a really clever person at Blue Box, like <laughs> intentionally pushing fans' buttons, or if it is Kojima? This is a long ass game he's been playing at this point. Yeah, I, I, I just will imagine say, it is. at this point. The, oh, oh go ahead, Greg. No, no, please. Oh, go ahead. All right. So no, at this I just, point, I honestly think it's just that they've painted themselves into a corner. Where I think mm-hmm. the initial reaction when they put up abandoned and everybody was like, "It's a Kojima game. It's a Kojima game." Like the the quotes everybody ran with were like. IGN and everybody else was like, it's not, and this sucks. We've been working on this for so long, and now everybody's, you know, misrepresenting our work to be this. But then I think they got over that initial reaction. We're like, wait a second. Like, this is great publicity that people care about it. But then they did the whole, our game's name's going to get revealed, and it starts with an S, and it ends with an L. And then that blew up, and then they saw people start to really get their hopes up, and I think now they're trying to reel it in, but I think it's just too far gone. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Agree with that. 
and I, I, I feel bad for the the inevitable backlash against totally. them because I, I just I feel terrible because you know they've obviously whatever they are working on they've been pouring their you know blood sweat and tears in, into it might their still own look project. pretty good oh and it might know. but that, but that's the yeah. thing is that it might not matter like no matter how good it looks because it isn't probably isn't Silent Hill. Or anything but it's that whole thing, right? Where I feel like yeah. their morale dropped when they initially did it. They were like, "Well, somebody's like, well, what if we used it?" They went up, then they saw it. Now they're trying to come down. I think it's going to be. I think it's now Friday, right? They've delayed their app. Yep, it'll come out. It'll not be that people are going to be really mean on the internet. But mm-hmm. you can't deny that by the time we get to releasing this game, more people will have heard of this game because of this whole thing. And like in the end, it's going to be. Hey, this was all for the best for us as game developers. But yep. the short term is going to be a rude awakening on Friday when it's officially not a Kojima game. Unless right. it's a Kojima game. Unless, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, revealing your game via an app seems like a very Kojima move. <laughs> right? And it's such a weird thing of like, we're going to have a PlayStation 5 app that has different trailers that will. And it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is not how small developers reveal their games. for, And that's why people are running away with it the other direction. And you're like, ah, there are a bunch of really weird coincidences happening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, it, only time will tell, but I I agree with what you said, Greg. That no matter what happens, no matter how this plays out, now a ton of people know about the existence of this game. Yeah. That if they followed the typical like small indie team playbook, they they would not have uh, had this many uh, this this kind of attention. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> We talk about the like dedication of Silent Hill, like investigators, like figuring out all these connections and crazy things. I mean, I played PT. I have no idea how people figured out how oh, to get to that actual oh, ending. Like, holy Greg is crap. here. I have to bring this up because I know oh, boy. Uh, if anybody else tried to do this, I imagine it was Greg. Greg, you and I both reviewed the PlayStation 5. We both got early consoles. Sure did. Obligatory sure did. thank you to Sony for that. Um, Hashtag console provided by PlayStation. Exactly. <laughs> the first thing I did when I got my review unit in was I copied oh, yeah. PT to my ps5 and i played it on my ps5 it worked pre-release oh they blinked that someone at konami was like nope (laughs) and took it away yeah yeah Yeah. i I have my video up that is like here's how i me trying to do it it doesn't work and then i forget who it was yeah somebody else at another site to put up a video being like it did work for a brief second and then this is how they took it away you know two days after me had i had the system it's like yeah why are you like this konami why are you like (laughs) this i have no idea I, I just, Let's just yeah. try sand effect this to hell, right? Like, this is something that you could play right now and people be like, oh, that's cool. Instead, let's keep making it a news story that you keep screwing with it. Like, just let it be. Just yeah. let it be. Who cares? Yeah. It, like, just, it, it ran just fine, too. It's not like it behaved oddly on the PS5. It ran just as it does on the PS4. But someone in, in Konami was like, we can't have this. We can't let people have fun. <laughs> it's, it's one of the saddest stories, What like modern Konami, what where they were and where they are yeah. now. I miss... 16-bit and 32-bit era Konami so much. And, of course, that's not a mm-hmm. hot take. Everybody misses that version of Konami. But, God, I don't. I, if you had told me that you know years later this is what would have become of Konami, I would I, never have believed you, and it I, sucks. I'm going to be honest with you, as as probably the oldest person in, in the chat, uh, I didn't give a shit about Konami in the 16-bit <laughs> era. Super Nintendo oh, Konami, I, did. I didn't care. It was Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. That really made Konami made me care about Konami at all, and then you know I got into other games of theirs later on, but I did not even notice their Steve. existence. I probably played their games, but I wasn't really thinking about them until MGS One. 
Steve, man, choosing violence by running off turtles in time and, and Buster Bust's <laughs> I'm not saying those were bad games. Before. I'm saying that, they, like, if you had asked 13-year-old Steve Bowling, like, hey, who made that turtles game you like? I'd be like, I don't know. But if you asked uh-huh. <laughs> 15-year-old Steve Bowling who made Metal Gear Solid, I'd be like, that is Konami. <laughs> right. Yeah. I got you. Well, before we move on, we got some uh, more Super Chats. First up from XA with a two euro donation says, hey, I'm a huge fan of yours and first time live. Well, welcome. I'm glad you're able to make it live. That is awesome. And then then Grantles with a $5 donation says, can't wait for the Castlevania bicycle next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, there's a pun in there somewhere. Don't give them ideas. It'll happen. Oh, goodness. Well, I guess we should just continue this hope train, especially in Ash's case. Oh, here we go. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to story number three. All right. So Capcom is seeking licensing partners for Mega Man's 35th anniversary in 2022. And this is significant because when they did this uh, back in 2016, uh, uh, they got for they got you know Mega Man X's 25th anniversary, and again in 2020 for uh, actually for B- Battle Network's anniversary. And I think even then it was basically every time I've done this, we've got a collection. So this gives Ash further hope. <laughs> I hope there's something going on here. I mean, look, when the last time there was an anniversary stream, and that doesn't directly relate to them, you know, seeking partners. But if they're seeking partners, that tells me. They're going to celebrate it in some way. And when they did the anniversary stream last time, we got Mega Man 11. So I'm hoping this means that they're planning some sort of thing, some sort of celebration, something for his 35th anniversary. And I don't know. I've learned not to get my hopes up when it comes to Mega Man, but we know they're happy with the sales of 11 in the various collections. So I'm just going to cross my fingers. Um, And the company, uh, Capcom, did issue an official statement back in March asking fans to remain patient vis-a-vis Battle Network's anniversary saying, you know, COVID messed things up. Please be patient. So maybe there's still something coming on that front. Of course, E3 had nothing, but I'm just crossing my fingers over here, hoping that we're going to get something for Mega Man's 35th anniversary. See, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Years of reporting news in the gaming space has made me a huge cynic. When I read something like this, I'm like, okay, so we're getting some yeah. t-shirts. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, Capcom is going so. to license out the likeness of Mega Man for some toys and some shirts. And that's... Right that's what this story means but i i do agree that there's more to come most likely but i would i would caution folks because i always tell folks like don't <laughs> read between the yeah. lines when it comes to gaming news because oftentimes there's nothing between them um right so you know expect l- merch that's what i'm gonna say from this from i mean this, just yeah expect totally, merchandise totally. yeah but don't like put hopes and expectations on the developers that they'll deliver your dream Mega Man exactly. collection because this does not say that. Uh, well, we just got done telling people not to get their hopes up for Capcom's E3 presentation because, again, they told us exactly what they were showing. Mega Man wasn't on it. Was Mega Man in the presentation? No. So it this, was a, a this shame, being delivered to you no by the man there. that wore a Mega Man helmet throughout the presentation. He <laughs> <laughs> had to be just ready. To keep hope alive. He's but, like, you I, know, just, I just need to make sure in case I it happens. I want it to manifest. In exactly. case it happens. I want it to manifest hope. Exactly. But you, the, no, the problem know, was I that you didn't have your E-Tank mug and your, and your Mega Buster, you know, your wearable ah, Mega Buster. You, you didn't go Strap a magnet to your head. You might have had a better shot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, sorry, guy. You're right. It's my fault. There was no announcement during the I didn't wear enough Mega Man merch. Yeah. But, uh, well, well speaking hopefully. of Mega Man merch, there's a, a little thing not related to this, but kind of 
I guess a, a, a next next to it, whatever. Basically, Mega Man Legends is having its OST uh, soundtrack coming to vinyl, and the heck did this start? Audio cassettes? When are cassettes Audio coming cassette. back? I didn't know this either. Why? And actually, <laughs> I, I just ordered. Uh, I love Ship to Shore because those of you, some of you know, I collect video game music vinyls. I'm a big video game music fan. And they just recently announced the Klonoa 1 and 2 soundtracks coming to vinyl and cassette. And that was the first I'd heard of cassette, I guess, coming back in some way. Uh, I didn't buy them. I just bought the vinyls. But, yeah, I guess this is a thing now where cassette is making some kind of comeback. I don't know. I don't know. You know, some people say that vinyl has a richer sound than, than digital. But I don't think I heard anybody say why cassettes are good. Right. I mean, this is pretty cool, though. Cassettes for those of you that aren't ancient, like <laughs> oh man, um, oh man, oh man, Steve coming through to yeah, explain they're, cassettes. They're, they are not in any way like superior from an audio perspective. They aren't. What what no, made them not. great was that they were durable and an easy way to transport music before the advent of CDs. Yeah, God, I hate saying that, but it, it, it's <laughs> right. uh, yeah. I mean, they were easy Kids to carry. Today, what the hell's a CD? <laughs> I know, right? Like I think about my daughter who is eight, and I'm like. Someday I'm going to show her like a PlayStation One disc, and she's going to be like, "The hell is that? Yeah, why? Why do you have this dusty ass thing?" <laughs> but, um, like I, I fully anticipate by the time my daughter is like a teenager that it'll be hard to purchase physical games. Like it'll be, it'll be more of a boutique thing. Like limited run will be kind of your main means of getting physical goods. I don't know. Like in ten years, uh, that's God. That's a console generation and a half away that's also terrifying but i would i would i i really wonder i would love to talk to someone at sony and ask them what the split is well i guess the split on playstation hardware right now is whatever the hell you can find yeah right but yeah whatever when you yeah. supply levels out i really wonder which one is the dominant skew there if the ps5 digital is is worth more because um you know sony was kind enough to send me the the disc model but i don't own a ps5 disc at all yet i ha- i don't have me a single either. one yeah, and that is, yeah. But i think I that's think that, yeah that's what'll be interesting about it where i bet that comparison in terms of hey was it the disc or the discless version that's selling better when you can't actually buy them i think in a lot of ways it's going to be a moot point because i think it's that thing where when I was buying, uh, when, before we got our review copies and I was pre-ordering, right? Like, of the pre-orders we got, I was going to take a disc version, fully knowing that I would probably never if, buy a disc for it. But what if I got sent one? What if I wanted to watch one of my old DVDs? What A million yeah, what-ifs. Exactly. Like, well, it's 100 extra bucks. I might as well go that way with it, right? And I feel like that's going right. to be the thing is people still get off on this last stop of what physical media could be if that's what you want it to be. Yeah, mm. that that is true. I... I... I know that uh, my main consideration was what if a publisher sends me like a physical yep. game? And me I too. was like, that, yeah. I don't want to be screwed and tell them I can't cover it. It, <laughs> but, it doesn't happen too often, but the, I, I think Pokemon, whenever they send, uh, co- not even codes, they send physical. You do not get codes for Pokemon. You well, get Nintendo, physical. Every Nintendo time. just right. does weird things in general. Like in, in the mean, business of, of Pokemon, games and so. reviewing, like Nintendo is, is kind of on their own island over here doing, doing what they do. Yeah. I think. 90% of stuff these days though is is digital even when you're talking about 
you know, copies provided for review or content creation. But yeah. and I think you know, I think there are arguments to be made to, for owning physical copies of things if that's what you want. But to go back to what you were saying, Steve, you know, I too grew up with cassettes, and I don't understand. Like, I get collecting vinyls because you got the beautiful sleeve art, right? There's the novelty of all the beautiful art and the inserts. There's something cool about that. I, don't, I have never once in my life missed cassettes, and maybe that's because I didn't grow up with vinyl, but I did, did grow up with cassettes. But like, I remember those cassettes getting chewed up by the you know by the stereos and stuff and the, the tape would be messed up i just what they have a breaking the... your songs by rewinding it until yeah. you get to the beginning of the next one yeah exactly like what's the the appeal i guess of owning well, something on on cassette these days neoxin in the youtube chat mentions uh perhaps it's guardians of the galaxy as they make cassettes popular mm. as made yeah. popular again which makes right. sense which also Isn't... makes me wonder is the Zoom going to come back? Because that's what he no, got at the end of the no, second movie. come on. <laughs> oh, God. Too far. <laughs> I think it's yeah. more it's nostalgia, right? And so when you want to team it up with something for Mega Man, right? Like, we see, I've seen this, and I'm stretching now, and I don't remember as I jump out. But it's something like Final Fight, something like, uh, the, you know, these games that we grew up on, or I grew up on, Steve grew up on, uh, where it was that you'd get <laughs> oh, these games. There. Yeah, you, I would have the cassette tape for something else. It's, it's about trying to merge that nostalgia for a time. So if you're celebrating yeah. Mega Man 35th or whatever, right, you're trying to get in, not necessarily in the same promotion, but get everything around the same thing. Like, that's what harkens back. You were, you remember sitting there with your NES or whatever and your your cassette tapes on the side. I really yeah. appreciate that everybody's acting like I'm not as old as I am. This is great. Keep it coming. This is great. I, <laughs> You'll take I, it. I'll I take it. I turned 21 today. This is great. Are, are, are you? Are you the, what are those? Are you the youngest, Ash? I don't even know. Like, how old are you? I'm 36, so I think I'm the second oldest. I think I, Steve actually, is the oldest. Actually, yeah. I, I, I don't turn 36 <laughs> until September, so. How old is Steve? Okay. I, I, I am uh, a hair away from being 39, so I'll, I'll turn 39 in August, about two months. Yeah, I'm now. 38, and I'll be 39 in April. So I got, okay. you, you Oh, got well, there you deal. go. Yeah. So. Oh, this is nice. I, mean, I, I have never been the youngest. What the heck? I love this. Okay, this is cool. Whenever I hang out with friends, I'm often the oldest. I'm like, oh, this is great. Okay. Um, Well, I guess guess to bring things back around, it is really cool, though, that this is the first time Mega Man Legends' soundtrack is going to be available in North America ever. And the first time since 98 that it's going to be available uh, in a physical format, uh, including Japan. So it's just really cool if you're into Mega Man, Mega Man music, video game music. And yeah. It's it's as Proto Dude says. This comes from Proto Dude's Rockman Corner, as he says in his post. It's always good to see official legend support because it's Mega Man Legend, which Capcom likes to act doesn't exist most of the time. So this isn't nice <laughs> is a game that ever happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We yeah, talk about. Uh, that. Well, speaking of uh, good music, let's go ahead and move on to our next story. Nice segue. Thank you. Actually, before, before I even get it, well, let me just do the thing. I forgot to do our super chats. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh. Um, either way, the story. You is, ruined it. You ruined I it. Know. You blew it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, anyway, the story itself is Sonic Team's uh, Takashi Izuka has been talking a lot about Sonic Origins, the return of Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and even uh, hoping that the new Sonic 20 game in 2022 will lay the groundwork for it like Adventure did. But who cares about that? Let's go to the super chats real quick. Alan Wilkinson with a two. Do, two your uh, pound, pound donation yeah. uh, saying cassettes are back, sound wave superior. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Black Ninja with two dollar donation saying one penny for each episode so far, one for the NXT for the next one hundred. So there we go. Yes. So thank you go. so much, Black. One penny for the next one hundred episodes. We're making bank. Wow. I there love we it. Go. Thank love you it. so much. Uh, all right. Well, now that's out of the way. Yes, Azuka is talking about Sonic. So there we are. Um, 
And uh, he has some, I guess he has some interesting things to say. He's basically hyping up the fact that they have these versions out. And uh, what he said about the return of Sonic 3 and Knuckles is, you know, basically pure nostalgia. He says, I think a lot of fans really appreciate the news that we will include Sonic 3 and Knuckles in Sonic Origins, but I think I am the most excited out of everyone. It was the first Sonic title that I worked on and is a title that is really close to my heart. So having the chance to re-release this title after decades is something I'm really looking forward to. As development, man, he says title a lot. As development on the title is currently progressing, every time I see Sonic 3 and Knuckles data, I'm reminded of all the hard work and excitement I had when I was when I was younger making that title. Oh my god, it really brings back a lot of memories for me. So it's, yeah, it's nostalgic for him to get that in there, and uh, um, yeah, just basically him talking up Sonic Origins. But the, I, I'd say the more interesting thing is him talking about uh, so, uh, Sonic 2022. And basically saying how he hopes it lays the groundwork for Sonic games for the next, you know, for the future in the same way that Sonic Adventure did uh, when it came out 20 years ago. So that's we'll that actually happened. That's that's high. That's a that's high, a high bar. Yourself, right? <laughs> I was going to say that's I mean, even looking past, you know, people have varying uh, opinions on how well or how not well Sonic Adventure is aged from a gameplay standpoint. But just in terms of the legacy it's carried on for over the years in terms of what Sonic Adventure represented for the franchise and, and some of the, the, the mimetic qualities it has turned out to carry. That's put, trying to get Sonic, I won't say the actual name, I guess, but the next Sonic 2022 <laughs> game on that level before it's even out yeah. yet, that's a high bar to set. Yeah, I feel you gotta like do that. Uh, you got to shoot for the stars, right? You got to go out there and try. I guess every game you're making, right, you want to hit that level. I mean, it's a lot. Gotta, of, true. A lot of talk and a lot of time. You to, to put that out into a fan base as uh, into Sonic as the Sonic fan base is. You say <laughs> something like that, that is going to chase you down. But you hope he understands what he's saying. Yeah, well, I, I feel especially, like. Oh, go ahead. Especially because of that that same fan bo- fan base has been clamoring for yeah. a, an actual Sonic Adventure remake or Sonic Adventure 3 for so long to invoke the Sonic Adventure name is, I feel like, again, given how intense Sonic fans can be, and I say that as a Sonic fan, um, I feel like he's setting himself up, himself up for failure or disaster or both by, by setting those expectations I, so early. I say this a lot, though. I say this a lot, but that's part of the gig when it comes to creating games. Like you're never gonna, like you're never gonna see like Ag Aonuma on stage at Nintendo take a drag off a cigarette, and he's like, "This new Zelda's not coming <laughs> together." He's like, "It is just a fucking mess." Like they're never gonna be like, "Well, this game is gonna be at least a little bit worse than Ocarina of Time." They're they're just not gonna do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, we tried really hard and we missed the mark. But yeah. you think you're gonna like happens. it, you just won't love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're well, we're shooting yeah. for a real middle of the road experience with this new game <laughs> we, we want you to kind of like it but but we recommend waiting for a sale like it's right like... <laughs> i mean there's a big gulf between that and we're hoping this matches see Sonic but that's my point is like you you're they're selling like they're not going to come out and say sonic adventure is definitely you're going to like that more than this they're going to come out always 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 right. and say we're trying to make the best game we can make because uh, that, I mean, one, it's it's objectively true. I'm I'm certain they don't come into the office and go, we're oh, going to make course. this game with as little effort as possible. Um, yeah, you just know, they, phone it in, all right? Yeah, we just got to make yeah. sure. Yeah. We lose the rights if we don't make a Sonic game this year. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I think if you say just that, though, if you say, hey, we're going to make the best Sonic game ever, that, that you still, 
you know, absolve yourself of the responsibility of invoking Sonic Adventure specifically, right? I suppose. Like, but you, yeah, because I mean, they've never, I don't remember them saying this about like generations or colors or anything like that. It's or just. God forbid, forces. Yeah. This is the well, first time they've really said something like this. It, it feels very like. Specific, like. And it's interesting yeah. they call back to Sonic Adventure because I'd argue, like, it, it, to me, it's more of a st- story. It must be a storytelling aspect or something like that because there's a wide gulf between looking at Sonic Adventure and then looking at Sonic Colors or uh, Unleashed or what have you. So it must be that storytelling element. And I have no idea. <laughs> no idea what they're up to. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the way I see, I'm from what I've read of this game, of this 2022 Sonic game. It, it sounds exciting to me. Uh, I mm-hmm. am a huge Sonic Adventure fan, and I'll say from what, you know, my take off of the things I've read, uh, which could or could not be true, but seems like they are. Uh, it, it seems like it, uh, it it will have some of Adventure's DNA in it. It'll play in a somewhat similar sense uh, based on what I've seen, and I'm for it. Like, I like what I've heard so far about the game. I just... You know, I'll I'll wait to see more from Sega, but at this point, I feel like with 3D Sonic specifically, it would be really hard to uh, make the game worse than I would expect. Like it is, <laughs> those expectations are extremely <laughs> low. Yeah. And so you know, and and I, yeah, I don't know the last time I was I saw a 3D a brand new 3D Sonic and was just like, oh my god, I can't wait. Like I play them because I have a long history with the character and I love you know I love to see what they've put him into but sure. right. at this point i just want mania 2 like that is the game i'll get really oh. excited for see that was my thing mania like when i'm looking through this and like you guys are talking about it you're like oh yeah you know pure nostalgia and it's like i i am a sega kid i grew up a sega kid yep. i had a sega master system i had hell yes Genesis. i had nice. the game gear the, i had the saturn like the list goes on right but it's like I, to be like oh man it's yeah i'm glad the sega agent versions of sonic 1 and 2 the original and it's like like is that what I, haven't we done that enough? Sonic Mania freaking killed it. Like it was awesome. Yeah. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like don't we want more of that? Well, I'd rather see them double down on that than talk about like how yes, pumped they are that yeah we're getting a four three screen ratio and I'm you know, like all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll say this: the, the idea of playing old Sonic Three Knuckles at all again on modern platforms is super exciting because that game's incredible. And I will mm-hmm. say the idea of playing Sonic Three Knuckles on modern platforms in sixteen by nine format that's exciting as hell like i cannot wait for sonic origins but still even put a new 2d sonic you know mania 2 next to that i would take the new game i I want a mania 2 so badly um but in the in the meantime whether they're working on that right now or not it is pretty damn exciting though that they're finally bringing sonic 3 and knuckles back Yeah. yeah one thing i want to point out i never knew greg that you were a sega kid growing up yeah i feel like every like every sega kid that i've ever talked to ended up in games somehow like we all we all ended up like like we I had mean, that inferiority there's complexes. a reason that yakuza the yakuza story from like two days ago popped so hard we're like it, he, uh, yagami's gonna have a playable sega master system in his office and we we're all like "Ooh, tell me more i didn't have a master system but i did go from nes to genesis and then saturn and so forth so there is if, uh, if you partial. had a mom in the 80s who walked into toys r us looked at the, everyone hurting around the nes and was like i'm gonna go somewhere else yeah. then you probably are a games journalist today 
Yeah, for me, I right. was talking about it. it. Was that we went to we went to Toys R Us, me and my mom, and it was to pick up uh, or look for real Ghostbuster toys because that's all I, I wanted. And we she made the mistake of going down the video game aisle, and I was walking, 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 <laughs> and I stopped and I turned and I slammed my finger on the glass, and I was like, "What is that?" And it was the Sega Master System copy of Ghostbusters, and it had the you oh know, yeah, Ghost that logo. game is so oh, good, so oh. good. The best version was Master System. Yep. She's like, "That's a video game," and I was like, "I want that for my birthday." So you know, a couple months later, I don't remember what the difference was obviously, but like. She got the game. Uncle Mike got the system, and I was a Sega kid. And you know, what I mean, I got a great report card in first grade. Got my, I got my Genesis with the Sonic bundled in. You know what I mean? Like I was in. I was ready to go. And nice. man, that was a rude awakening going to Travis's house for the first time ever. Be like, he's like, you want to play video <laughs> games? He's like, yeah. And he went and he turned on Mario, and I was like, who the hell is this? <laughs> like, what is this guy? <laughs> what is this? what? He's oh, like, you know, I thought you played games. I'm like, yeah, I do play games. Don't you have a Sega? He's like, what's a Sega? <laughs> Oh, oh man, no. the great the great uh, schoolyard battle, of course. Yeah, I I was lucky and privileged enough to. I was probably more of a Nintendo kid, but I was lucky and privileged enough to have both. And so I had a Genesis. I didn't have a Master System, but I did have a Game Gear that I actually recently dug out recent, uh, not oh, so I, long ago, and I could not same. believe how big and chunky that like that's like right. a bludgeoning weapon these yeah. days. You could. That's like it's it so feels big. big it feels big. I, I got my out of context, but yeah, it felt big in my hands even as an adult. Like, how the heck did I hold that as a kid? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just this really weekend, really we were at an antique fair, and yeah, they had a Game Gear, and I picked it up. And I'm like, geez, Louise, this is a big one. Seeing, seeing a piece <laughs> of your childhood at an antique fair is also know, just, right? just yeah. a painful experience. I don't think I have it anymore, but I also had a Sega Nomad. And let me tell you, Ooh, playing Sonic wow. 3 and Knuckles Whoa. with a Game Genie in that thing, you have a tower of games coming out of your Sega Nomad, which is just really Ash weird Paulson, just the just the coolest kid at school, has a portable Sega Genesis. He's like, yeah, my dad's on Animaniacs. No big deal. <laughs> I, never, I never brought anything yeah. to school. Are you kidding me? The only, thing, the only video game related thing I ever brought to school was my Game Boy and Pokemon, because that was, you know, I was allowed to do that. We were allowed at that school to do that, but Oh my god! I would never have brought such a thing <laughs> to bring this such all a, full such circle. A monstrosity yeah. to bring it all th- full circle. I will never forget the day I brought my Game Boy to school, and I walked to my uh, locker, and I had my Game Boy and my lunch in uh, different brown paper bags, and I couldn't unlock my locker, so I dropped my lunch. But it turned out oh. that I had the Game Boy and the lunch in the wrong oh. hands, no. and I picked that Game Boy up, and it wouldn't work, and I cried. And then, if I, oh. eventually, back to how Steve got his computer to work, I eventually found that if I dropped it on the floor again, <laughs> I could turn it back on. <laughs> and so That's this amazing. Game Boy became a thing of it worked fine for days, and then it wouldn't, and I drop it and pick it back up and turn it on, and it would work. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> That's amazing. That, that is, is amazing. Awesome. Oh god! Well, I'm glad that it worked out that your Game Boy ended up being okay. Well, yeah, and that. that was like a crucial thing because my mom, uh, yeah, that was the the famous. Every parent has their breaking point, I think, and the Game Boy was it. Where I remember distinctly my mom going, "I am not spending one hundred dollars on a uh-huh. Game Boy," and like Aunt Dell had to buy it for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's funny I, when you I put was... it like that, and yet people are complaining about seventy dollar games. Oh, totally. Yeah, exactly. Dollars for a yeah. Game Boy. Well, yeah. I. I, yeah. I, I People complain to take it back to the eighties <laughs> about about game prices now. Carts like when carts were a thing. Right? Your Chrono yeah. Triggers, your Star Foxes, yep. your Fantasy Stars on the Sega Masters. Those games were a hundred bucks back then. Then yeah, I didn't then, know that. I, I saw like yeah. old ads and see N sixty four games for like ninety bucks. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yep. And oh, yeah. N sixty four games get super expensive. Like Kirby sixty four. I remember that being eighty nine ninety nine. Like that's just. 
it is what it is. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah it's, in it's, in it's, Japan, it's at launch for the N64, Super Mario 64 retailed for about 90 US dollars. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Yeah. Anyway. It's funny how, <laughs> yeah. how, how, how the yeah. <laughs> world, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Anyway, before we move on, I uh, got some more super chats. Uh, first up from Black Ninja once again with a two dollar donation, saying, "I try to try to not spoil you all, but I can't resist." <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you thank so you. much, Black Ninja. We enjoy being spoiled. Um, Nathan, the future voice actor with a seven dollar and seventy seven yeah seventy seven cent donation, says, "Happy hundredth episode, you guys positively positively impacted my life. Being in the GVG community helped me so gr- helped me grow so much." Ash, get ready to lose in Mega Man Seven soon. So, there you go. You I, I am challenger. I, I know you're. You've been saying that a lot, uh, Nathan. I like. I feel like you called me out several times now about our impending Mega Man Seven Fight of Founder session. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to playing it with you, man. So, may, let's. Yeah, let's do it. And then finally, Jaden Buck with a two dollar donation says, "Want to extend that tower even more? Add a thirty two X." Oh God! <laughs> I had a cousin. <laughs> I had a cousin who had basically that entire Genesis monstrosity. Power is what it was called. Exactly. He had the the Sega CD add-on, had the 32X. That's how I first saw uh, Sonic CD and and Knuckles Chaotix. I'm like, what the? What are these? And I look at what's on top of his Genesis. Like, I don't want that. I will will say one of my favorite things that I've received in my career covering games is uh, when Sega sent over the review unit for the Genesis Mini. They followed it up with like a little plastic, like just it, it does nothing, but you can it they recreated the whole tower of power for the Genesis Mini and they only sent it out to uh games media. So like you can't buy it. It's just a weird, useless but really cool add on that they sent over. <laughs> yeah, we all we all we all marked out at the office for that when that happened. Me and Tim were like, Oh my god, they did this and he's I remember all that stuff. <laughs> I remember it and that was like such a you think now with like, you know, Xbox and backwards compatibility. But I remember when we got the uh, Genesis and they had the adapter that you could play all the Master yeah. System games with it. And uh, me, my parents being like, well, this is just a good deal. Because your, your entire <laughs> library comes over. And I'm like, well, there's still we could keep the other system too. But like at that idea, right, of like my toy, these video game toys, the way an adult, you know, in 89, 88 would have thought about that, right? Of having multiple of Master System and a Genesis laid out in the entertainment center. Like, totally preposterous. Instead, we'll buy this monstrosity that we shove into the top of the Genesis to play <laughs> yeah. Ghost, uh, g- uh, Ghost uh, Ghostbusters and then Ghost House. Ghost House. Yep. <laughs> right. The card. The card. Never forget. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to our uh, next story, which is all about, um, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to transition to this one. It's Tekken. <laughs> so it's, Fair enough. It's, it's Tekken. Tekken. You so, know Tekken, it's here. In the latest episode of Harada's Bar, uh, Tekken director Katsuhiro Harada, uh, he has his own talk show, um, so it was talk- I ended up talking about Tekken Cross Street Fighter, and he revealed that it was about 30% complete before the project died, mainly because of the low sales of Street Fighter Cross Tekken and how well that went over. So uh, he, he said, um, we were working really hard on that. We really were. Wish we could show you the models and stuff. We had really nice models. I really wanted to show them Chun-Li. I wanted to show you guys all the characters. Uh, and they basically just comes across as this huge, disappointing missed opportunity. And it makes me wonder, like, would Tekken cross Street Fighter have been better than Street Fighter cross Tekken? I don't yes. know. 
answered the question. Great to know. There you go. As long as he didn't have the gems, yes, I think that it would have been a shoe in for the that whole that whole gem system did not go over well for Street mm-hmm. Fighter Street Fighter Cross Tekken. So I feel like if they had dropped that for Tekken Cross Street Fighter, it would have been a pretty easy shoe in. Um, one thing that's really interesting about this on the Event Hub's article is that it, uh, in the episode of Harada's Bar, uh, apparently it was alluded to that we've already seen Akuma's model from Tekken Cross Street yeah. Fighter, and it actually yeah. looked a lot like what he looked like in Tekken 7, which makes sense. Uh, so that's pretty neat. I, I guess, a in, in a way, a relic of, of what Tekken Cross Street Fighter would have been and looked like did survive uh, in, in Akuma's model in Tekken 7. So that's Yeah, I, I always posited that when they added Akuma to Tekken 7 that that was essentially like an unofficial cancellation of the game publicly. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. just cuz I mean the way the way these deals work and they have to you know they have to work out the the uh contracts for using Capcom's characters in their own games so I'm sure that they had to go and rework that deal somewhat to get Akuma into Tekken but I I uh I stopped counting on this game coming around 20 <laughs> I gave up on this game a long time. Years ago. <laughs> I think everybody did. I guess that's why it's interesting to hear it come back up again. Like, I think we all assumed it was just canceled and gone, and that was it. Um, and, of course, it is. But it is interesting just to hear Harada-san bring it back up for any reason. and <laughs> For any yeah, reason I, at all. Why would yeah, you for any this? reason at all. Well, yeah, and I wish we could get a little bit more insight onto what exactly led to its cancellation. We never will. But my guess is that it was just maybe the, the chilly response to Street Fighter Cross Tekken, and maybe it was just decided it wasn't worth moving forward with that. I, I do have to say, though, I, I appreciate the fact that he runs his, like, personal brand out of a bar. <laughs> that is... <laughs> yeah. That is... 100% what I want to do with my life. I want to talk about video games. I want to drink and I want to eat chicken. And that's pretty much all of it. So if I could Simple somehow man. combine all of those into an actual thing that people watch, I would... Uh, well, guys, today's news tonight would probably be no more. <laughs> but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guys, right. I gotta leave. I can I live my dream of just broadcasting from the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I, I need there, a plate of chicken something... wings and someone to listen to me ramble. Oh, dude, I'd come work with you. I'm there. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there you go. I know. I, I was... I'm going to take this off topic for just a sec, but no, I remember fine. when I did Kind of Funny Games Daily with you, uh, we, we chatted for a bit, and you were workshopping a concept for a show in which you would travel around and eat chicken wings. Yeah. And I was like, this sounds like my goddamn dream. Right? Yeah. We with Greg Miller, dude. That's the whole reason there is a Kind of Funny. The entire reason there's a kind of funny is that I went to VidCon uh, while I was still working at IGN, fell in love with YouTube, and I was like, I want to make a show called Winging It with Greg Miller, where I would, I yeah, we'd go, I, we'd go to PAX, we'd go to whatever, and then I would stay an extra day, have a, bring a cameraman in, film a show where I eat chicken wings in that city. And I was like, the problem is I don't know how to edit video and I don't know how to use YouTube, so I'm going to start my own channel, and then I will do other shows to get to Winging It with Greg Miller. And that was where I made Oration, and I made Conversation with Colin, and then we made the Game Over Greggy show, and then we started having too much fun making content, and then Game Over Greggy became kind of funny, and here we are. <laughs> I love nice, it. yeah. I was. Oh, uh, I haven't made the Wing show. One day I will. <laughs> yeah, you had you had stopped off for a for a meetup in Phoenix, and at the time yeah. I was working like two miles away from where you were going, and I was like, I bet if I took like a half day off. I could run to like the best chicken wing place in Arizona, grab them and bring them to the meetup. And I was like, but the meetup's out of Portillo's. That would just be rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It'd be like uh, in college someday, if you're ever in least... Phoenix, I will show you the best oh, chicken wings in America. Hands down. 100%. I'll be back. What's the place called? It is called ATL. ATL Wings. I'm looking it up. Which is nice. ironic, <laughs> the naming, considering I'm in Phoenix. But yeah. <laughs> they are. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I can't bring Steve. someone to Phoenix without insisting they, they eat there. Steve, whenever yeah. you do come out here to visit me in L.A., I'm taking you to uh, a place called Michindak. It's a it's a Korean fried chicken place that is just to die for. And you're going to be oh so happy you tried it. You're, oh, absolutely. Oh, man, you're going to be. It's, it's, I, I love that I'm so addicted. My mouth is literally watering. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We, 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 we obviously like need, to, need to shoot a pilot of this show with Greg at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm. Um, I guess to bring things back to, to Tekken Cross Street Fighter really quick, I do think it's really cool. Uh, there's something romantic about the fact that in the end, Tekken Cross Street Fighter did happen, and it's called Super Smash Brothers Ultimate because Kazuya <laughs> is going to be in Smash. And, and so in, in a weird way... They that actually didn't happen. Yeah, you know, Ryu and Kazuya. It's even better now because it's it's Tekken Cross Street Fighter Cross Fatal Fury. Yeah, that, which is really damn <laughs> I mean, cool. So Ultimate is basically cool Mugen at this point. Like, yeah, you know, basically, yeah. It, it is it is a thirteen-year-old's uh, fighting game mashup oh, dream. One hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, like like I, I've said this on Twitter before, but if like you showed my fifteen or thirteen-year-old self whatever the roster for Smash Ultimate, I. I don't even know. I, I, There's I, no way. The the, no way. Who the heck are these? I probably characters? wouldn't believe it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, and and of course there are of course some that would be like, who are all these characters? But it would be impossible to believe. Oh yeah, hmm. yeah. Oh, hey, Classic Metroid Kip uh, does point out that uh, Tekken Seven has Street Fighter and Fatal Fury too. So I forgot yeah. about hmm. Geese and Terry. Good point. My share no, is in Tekken or or Terry is. Oh. Geese. Geese Howard. Oh, Geese Howard. Jeez. Oh, okay. I remember. Well, the, I, I distinctly remember the. Uh, uh, reveal trailer for him. I think it was at uh, oh, I'm blanking on it, but the, the one big fighting game scene Ash always goes to. I don't know why I'm blanking on it. Now, oh, Evo? Evo, Evo, yeah, it was yeah. at Evo where it was uh, him just doing his one move and just the entire crowd shouting, Predictable, Predictable, <laughs> Predictable, yeah, uh huh. Like, oh, Evo's so much fun. I can't wait. Some, for it sometimes the fighting, I, I don't understand. I'm not in the fighting game community, but it'd be really funny to see it. Ah, uh, Watcher TL mm-hmm. points out that Mai is in Dead or Alive, which, oh. yeah, that seems that's that's a fit. Yeah, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a fit. That's that's where the uh, not so good boys and girls go. <laughs> uh, I just want to say cheers to Bolt Mouse X in the YouTube chat for calling out Rival Schools because hell yeah, Rival Schools is bomb. Love that game, and Capcom should do more with it. There's a lot of things they should do more with, but we'll see if that ever happens. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys ready to get a little... Well, before we move on to that, sorry, I almost forgot again. Luis Benitez with a $10 donation says, congrats on 100 uh, episodes. Here's to 100 more. Heck yeah. Thank you Crazy. so Thank you. much, Luis. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really unbelievable. But uh, another thing that I find kind of unbelievable. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Story six. So, Sony's Jim Ryan says the company supports and encourages crossplay across consoles. Of course, Jim Ryan says this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. He yeah. also fully <laughs> believes that uh, old games are worth, you know, worth keeping around now. It's almost like, uh-huh. hmm, we got bad press for this. I should change my opinion. Yeah. Funny that. Yeah. This is just damage control the new story. I mean, of course yeah. that's what they're going to yeah. say now and and act like that was always the case when it definitely was not. Um, but, but I'm glad that it seems that all the, you know, outrage finally led, you know, not toxic outrage, but just all the pushback from 
consumers that we want crossplay. It seems like it's finally worked. Sony's finally kowtowing to that, and we have seen more games uh, supporting crossplay on PlayStation, and that's a good thing for everybody. Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I, I mentioned it on Twitter the other day, but I played No Man's Sky with. Uh... My friend on his PS5, uh, my wife was on our Series X, and I was on my PC, and it was awesome. I loved it. You know, I, I wish we could have that experience w- across more games, and I, I do think that Sony has been on the wrong side of history with this one, but it does seem like they're coming around. And uh, yeah, The problem I, is, right, based on what we've seen from the uh, Apple Epic thing, right, is that mm-hmm. it's they've come around a little bit. And they, yeah. it's, there's still this thing of they have this, you know, we're still number one in terms of consoles, right? And if you're going to do this, fine. But if the stats get back to us that, you know, they're buying other stuff on Apple or Xbox or whatever, but then playing more on PlayStation, we need a cut of that. And that's what Apple is able, or what Epic's doing with them in Fortnite, right? But you can look at Borderlands 3, right? Where Borderlands 3 came out and it's cross play, finally, everywhere but PlayStation. And and Gearbox threw 2K under the bus and was like, this is a 2K decision. And then 2K hasn't given an answer and PlayStation haven't given an answer. But you know the answer is going to be that it's the same thing. And they're like, well, no, this is not only is it like whatever the money part of it. What a, what a headache. What a headache now to watch every cross-platform player yeah. and be like, all right, cool. This person's spending 80% of their time on PlayStation, but they bought it on Xbox crap. All right, hold on. You know, like, it's these little <laughs> archaic things that are still tripping it up, which suck. Right. Yeah. They actually right. have a bit in this article about that whole thing with Borderlands Three. Um, they he was Ryan was actually specifically asked about this, and he replied that he didn't want to talk about a live business issue with a long-standing partner, <laughs> or stressed that its policies are consistent across all of the publishers. See, yeah. they're consistent, meaning that yeah, yeah. that uh, what they did to Epic is probably what they do to everybody. Sure. Yeah. Yep. My I don't I don't know why this is so fun to me. Probably because I'm 12 years old. But my favorite take on Jim comes from our live live audience chat. Rob X saying Jim can support my nuts. <laughs> There you wow. go. <laughs> right out there, Rock X. This is why yeah. he didn't want you to have cross-platform play. Remember, he's thinking of the children originally. He was worried about the children, yeah. he said, when he didn't want Fortnite to go everywhere. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. All I, too good. Oh, I will say the, the one thing that uh, that is really disappointing about this for me is my PS5 is my favorite place to play multi-platform games right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the experience with... Uh, you know, I, I rave about this. It's the dumbest feature on the PS5, but the the mic and the speaker in the DualSense are fucking phenomenal. They are great. And I like the idea that I can just be voice chatting with my friend as we're playing a PS5 game and not have to wear a damn headset. So it mm, makes it... Mm, I mean, mm. that feature alone makes it my de facto place to go to play with other people if I want to talk to them while I play. Um, hell, I even watched... <laughs> I watched the season premiere of Rick and Morty on YouTube TV in a party chat over my, you know, with my dual sense <laughs> acting as like a bridge between me and my friend as we both watched. Uh, I, I just really enjoy the, uh, the multiplayer experience on PlayStation. It's just a shame that they do have this weird archaic system for crossplay. It would be nice sure. if I could just assume when I pick up a game that if my friend has it on another platform, I could play it, but it is still very much a case by case basis. And that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still super stoked to see what happens, you know, probably what next year, but even beyond that, as a relationship grows with Discord, you know, PlayStation yes. giving them the money and having this thing now. And like, what does that mean? Because if we can get Discord straight up integrated in a PlayStation, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I have said that, that I want Discord to replace voice chat 
on literally every platform. <laughs> just <laughs> give me Discord integration. I mean, Xbox Live does an okay job. Nintendo just doesn't do it at all. <laughs> and yeah. Sony's system is good, but counterintuitive, like in the mm-hmm. OS. But yeah, if I could do it all through Discord, I'd be really happy. Just sure, have one yeah. unifying system for all my gaming voice so nice. but I, I i'm at least happy about the rich presence thing it, it is such a dumb thing to to wish for but i do like like seeing you know what game i'm playing up in the little status bar on discord i mean it rats me out sometimes but <laughs> I, I i like that it can actually show that mm-hmm. yeah I, I like the dream, the dream would I would love to have voice chat integration in Nintendo hardware, but of course that'll never happen because it runs so counter to Nintendo's whole philosophy on that whole and even their ability on that whole front of things. But that would be so nice to have. But or as you said, Steve, just to have that solution be part of every you know piece of gaming hardware, I would love that. God, that'd be fantastic, right? Yeah, that <laughs> really would. Um, also, next the Hedgehog in our YouTube chat says, speaking of crossovers. Did you guys know that Sonic is in the Shin Megami Tensei and the Fist of the North Star mobile games as a demon and a playable character respectively? respectively? And if that isn't the most 2021 statement you could make, I don't even know. That's so weird, but I love it. And thank you for sharing that bit of uh, information next to the Hedgehog. I was not aware. Yeah, I have to wonder about the Fist of the North Star integration because, I mean, if you've never seen Fist of the North Star, it is violent as hell. Right. I can't (laughs) picture Sonic like touching a dude's pressure points and the guy exploding into just a sack of blood like that (laughs) but then again maybe i could i don't know i mean you never know just that that image is just hilarious yeah it's so weird to think of sonic in a fist that would be like yeah that is just the two don't go together at all given the extreme level of violence Mm. in fist of the north star so yeah Oh boy, yeah, but I, I love how like everybody hears the story is like, yeah, we don't believe you, Jim. <laughs> Moving on, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does. That's the funny thing about PlayStation, right? Is like Phil Spencer. You feel like he's giving you the straight information. You feel like he's a gamer. You feel like he cares. And like Jim Ryan, you're just like, all right, whatever, dude. <laughs> like you don't yeah. feel connected to this audience in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At all, yeah. All right, before we move on, Lon Lon with a two Brazilian, was it Rail? Uh, Rail, yeah. Rail, thank you, Steve. Uh, says, congrats on 100th. My bosses are cool peeps. <laughs> well, appreciate that. I, I, I don't know if we're technically his boss, but uh, we've hired out a few times. Take it, maybe. take the promotion. Yeah, there you go. sure. Well, thank you very much for that, Lon Lon. And, and yeah, I mean, we're just happy to have you along to help us and, and be with us on this ride, man. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, next story is playing Koi, but by this point, looking at it <laughs> recently, it's like, eh, the cat's basically out of the bag on this one. <laughs> so, EA's Motive Studio is reportedly working on the revival of an established IP that will be announced next month during EA Play Live, and it reportedly will make fans happy. And basically, more and more has come out since then. So if you want to be surprised, here's your clue now. (laughs) To try to duck out for a bit. Uh, But that established IP basically is almost confirmed to be Dead Space. Woo! Which, Which, yeah, good. I enjoyed Dead Space 1 and 2. I did not bother with Dead Space 3, but I enjoyed 1 and 2. Man of culture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't hear good things about 3. I played a little bit of 1, and I always wanted to play 2, but... You know, as as uh, Steve and I have talked about, he's not a fan of creepy games. I very much am a fan of creepy games, and Dead Space I thought was great. Yeah, I adore Dead Space one and two, and I think you know, I'm Dead Space. You know, with the fandom, I feel like you're either 
all in on one or all in on two is it made it went a little bit more actiony you know one being way more survival horror i loved dead space 2 that was like the perfect combination for me of horror and agency uh i was super excited to hear this of course you know who's working on it uh visceral long gone you know uh one of the people who's doing it glenn uh, schofield's over at um uh striking distance now who's working on calypso protocol which is a spiritual successor to dead space so it's like it's dead space in name only but it's exciting to see ea take it on you hope they actually give resources and energy to making it you know correct and be it's gonna have such a uphill battle of living up to what dead space was oh absolutely especially because it's it almost has to be like do they go dead space 4 or do they reboot this thing i i don't know i think they reboot yeah. yeah, I could see that being the case. Enough, it, We're so you know. old. <laughs> like, people who play Dead Space, right? Are they like, I don't know, the kids these days do they even know what Dead Space is? <laughs> I, I mean, it did come out be praised, pretty soon you know, after <laughs> Resident Evil Four. Uh, the funny thing is, I like, I always hear from so many people, it's like Dead Space is so scary. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I never got scared by the game because I just have this thing. If they give me a good weapon, I'm pretty good to go. And that opening, what is it, plasma cutter? There was a specific achievement uh, trophy to beat the game with just the plasma cutter, and it is entirely possible to do with. Honestly, it's a, almost easy mode because you, all of a sudden you all have to focus is on that thing, and it becomes so powerful. Yeah. All right. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, if they if it is a reboot, I I would like to go back and try it again. I do tend to be okay with the survival horror games that, like Greg said, lean more into the action aspect of things. So mm. I'm I'm excited to see what this is. Uh, you know, but if if it's well, I'm a coward. If it's too spooky, I'm out. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Steve, I I want to see a stream of you playing Silent Hill one, two, and three with the lights off, headphones on. No, nothing, nothing to take away the the horror element of those games because I don't, I, just, I don't know I that I can document it. that for the internet right. to have forever. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would like to do something for Halloween. I would probably like during spooky season pick up a game I probably normally wouldn't play otherwise, like Eternal Darkness or something like that, and freak myself the hell out. Alien, I'd recommend <laughs> yeah. Alien Isolation. Good stuff. Uh, is Alien Ooh, Isolation yeah, yeah, the one that had that. the really bad AI that was fixed with like a single typo? No, that was Colonial Marines. That was oh, Colonial okay. Marines. Yeah. Okay. Is- Isolation oh, okay. was the good one from Cre- I think it was Creative Assembly. And uh God, that game's really good. Longer than you expect too, but it actually had yeah, some legit saying. moments for me. And it seems like it's really scary based on what I've seen of it. It just seems really especially if you're, you know, again, doing the whole experience. Like when I play horror games, I really try to do at night, lights off, headphones on. That's how I played uh, Fatal Frame Maiden of Blackwater, and I found it extremely effective. Nice. So, yeah. Is that one worth it? I want to play it. I, I missed it on Wii U, but obviously now it's getting the, you know, multi-plot uh, approach. I would say yes. I really like that game. I reviewed it okay. back on Game Explain. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it's scary as hell. Uh, it's, it's a solid representation of Fatal Frame's gameplay story is interesting um you you definitely do have to deal with tank-like controls which is kind of endemic to that style of game i guess but in general yeah i i fully recommend made in the blackwater cool i'm gonna check it out and hope they're gonna re-release the others i have fatal frame uh one through three on ps2 haven't had a chance to really play through them uh one and two are great i haven't played three I, I I played one for a stream and I got kind of got stuck because I ran out of camera thing and I just I had my health was too low oh. I was just like I couldn't like I was just like well I have to either get really good or something and it just wasn't happening so I had to stop. 
Yeah. Which is unfortunate because I was really enjoying it up to that point. But mm-hmm. oh well. Uh, before we move on, uh, Titus Malvolio with a $6.90 donation. Thank you so much. Nice. Very nice of you. Um, <laughs> been playing the 2D Metroids in chronological order before Dread beat Zero Mission yesterday without thinking what's your favorite 2D Metroid game. Super. Oh, that's mean. Super. Fusion's close, but it's super. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, again, the recurring theme of this episode being how ancient we all are. That one just arrived at a time in my life where it has this kind of lasting impact um Mm. you know i remember sitting on the floor in my room playing that game and it was one of the very first super nintendo games i ever played so i was like you know like greg i grew up with a genesis and then some three years into that generation my mom brought home a super nintendo and uh i ended up going to the local hollywood video again i'm old and uh (laughs) rented super metroid just that was the first game that just kind of had this sense of atmosphere that i couldn't shake that i just it stuck with me so yeah i would i mean fusion is a great game and i think if i looked at it in a more critical way in a non-emotional sense i would probably go there but super metroid just Mm -hmm. it's part of who i am at this point oh yeah no i mean fusion is a fantastic game and i i have all the love in the world for it but super just yeah it it hits different for me a funny story actually a little bit of an anecdote here but when I was a kid playing Super Metroid the first time, uh, I, I remember getting, I was stuck for a long time in Meridian, right? And probably like for, and that was before the internet, before, you know, you could just go up and look on GameFAQs or whatever. So I was stuck there for quite a bit. And the Nintendo hotline was too expensive to call. So I was stuck. And I remember while I was stuck in Meridia, I got hit by a, like a really bad stomach bug that like stayed with me for days. And there was one night where I was, I, I'll never forget it. In, in that kind of weird space between being awake and being asleep, I was just kind of like half dreaming of Super Metroid, of Meridia, and I dreamed up a way to move forward in the game thinking I dreamed up to, uh, something to try. And then when I was feeling well enough, I actually tried it. I don't remember what it was, but I found the way forward and was able to finally progress. Oh, my God. That's an awesome yeah, I don't story. Know. It was really cool. I was so in, I was just so entrenched in Super Metroid, and that game just infiltrated every part of my brain and I couldn't get enough of it when I wasn't playing it I was thinking of it to the point that where I dreamt of it and I was actually able to dream my way forward in in real life which is really cool I'll never forget mm. it yeah what about you Greg I've never connected with a Metroid really oh okay. I, I again being a Sega kid like I, I my first experience exposure to Metroid I should say would have been mm-hmm. Metroid Prime watching my friend Kyle in college play it on the GameCube and I totally vibed watching it and liking it but I was never uh, uh drawn to play it and then when uh got to IGN and stuff and started trying to go back and play stuff you know uh now that I had everything at my fingertips going back to Metroid and Super Metroid both in, in, you know through like the uh, Switch Online and stuff like that even like I they've just they're there's such a like steve's talking about a place in time where it's mm-hmm. like i can i play something that's a metroidvania nowadays right and can really enjoy it like i love axiom verge like i had a great time with that and i can totally see all those influences in the other games but going back to the source material is so antiquated for me that i just get mad at it. i'm like oh it's clunky or this or that or like i don't like that it doesn't you know do the map right or, yeah, it's all these things mm-hmm. that make it not fun for me since i'm trying to play it decades after the fact right right i, I- Unfortunately, I have thought about this as we're going on, and I, I have to go with Fusion. I mean, it doesn't have like the open elements. You're a lot more guided that time around, but the story is so intriguing. It has uh, the first real sense of, I'd say, horror and uh, fear that the 
series has tried to promote up to that point uh, that I think succeeds at. And it's just really, really great time. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, Fusion. and Fusion uses its linearity to its advantage. It, it uses mm. its linearity to really punctuate the storytelling in a way that works, uh, unlike other M, which didn't work at all. But no. but no, Fusion like uses its linearity to its, to its advantage to make it an even better game. And, oh, man, I just love Fusion. Mm. Oh, man. it's uh, I, I have a... A lot of fond memories of a lot of uh, Metroid games. The, th- the funny thing is, though, I can't remember how I first played Super Metroid. I it might have been on the Wii because I didn't have an SNES growing up. I don't think I played it on GameCube, so and or anything like that. So it must have been like on the, when I bought it on the Wii the Virtual SNES, Console. We got you. <laughs> no, yeah, no. yeah. I, I played other things on the ZSNES when I was in college. That's how um, I played uh, Mario RPG. <laughs> I want to take a moment to call out our awesome community because there's a little discussion going on in our live audience chat right now where uh, one of our longest supporters, Top Dog, said, I played Metroid and Super Metroid for the first time a few days ago, and they both suck. Okay, obviously (laughs) that's a hot take. Obviously a hot take, but you know what? Our awesome community is saying, you know what? That's that's how you feel. That's totally fine. You don't have to apologize. And you don't, Top Dog. If that's how you feel, that's totally, totally uh, legitimate. And I just love that nobody's dragging you. That's just not what we're about here. And yeah, that's how you feel, man. That's how you feel. And I, mm-hmm. I would actually agree with you about the original Metroid. It was incredible and groundbreaking at the time, but I don't think it's aged well at all. And Zero Mission is a very good remake of it, but it hasn't aged well. So I just want to say I love our community. Thank you all for being here with us and representing exactly what Good Vibes Gaming is all about. So just wanted yep. to say that. And real quick, before we move on to our final topic, a Black Ninja with another $2 do- donation saying, uh, anyone pre-ordered the special edition yet? Nope. Good nope, luck. not Good yet. Good luck doing that. <laughs> Still trying. I got, Still I got trying. four kids, man. I don't have time to, <laughs> to sit on Twitter waiting for merch to drop. It's Yeah. It ain't happening. Yeah. yeah. I want it. I just, I, I know my limits. Huh. Right. Well, this, this is interesting. Um, let's go ahead and move on to our last topic, which is mysteriously vanished. <laughs> it is uh, Psychonauts. No, no, I know it's there. The, the the vanishing part is the other thing. Oh, the so Twitter finds senior Ooh. producer Kevin Johnson Ooh. says that no crunch was involved in Psychonauts two development, but I click on our link to look at his mm. tweet. Yes, and I was going to mention that uh, when I was getting the uh, slides ready for the show, I pulled up uh, the VGC article that that had the text from it. I'll read that out real quick. Uh, so the 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 tweet, the now deleted tweet, read: uh, "Fun fact: Psychonauts two has had no crunch." The team has been amazing, and I'm proud to have been part of something so special that's been made in the schedule we set forth. I think you'll have fun, too. And that came from uh, Double Fine's Kevin Johnson, who originally mm. tweeted that and has since removed it, which... Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a bit awkward. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't crunch definitely... you. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> so you gotta fit. Yeah. Get in there right now and do it. I definitely quote tweeted that, which is uh, super awkward. But that's... I don't know how to read that other than something about it was was not true. Or Somebody disagreed or he found Somebody out or he's like maybe so, other people yeah. that he didn't know about came out and like, hey, there was crunch for me or something. To I be, don't know. To be fair, it could be something far less insidious than that. Um, a sure. lot. And I mean a lot of folks in games and other adjacent industries uh, have to run lots of things they say through PR before they say anything at all. 
Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Remember, they're I've... a Microsoft studio now. They're an Xbox studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not as yeah. uh, easy as it used to be as an indie just to shoot off and say whatever you wanted to say. Yeah, right. I've had I've had yeah. a couple guests uh, from from some pretty reputable companies like NVIDIA and a few others that have had to drop out of the show because I could not give them like a list of topics sure. in advance of the show. And I'm like, well, it's a news show. We talk about whatever's happening that day. And they're like, well, that just doesn't yeah. work. We need to know exactly what's going to be asked. Well, okay. I guess That's it's not totally a fit. Fair. Yeah. yeah. No, it's totally fair. And, that, and I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, because it, it could not be something as insidious as that. That's definitely true. It's just odd given the content of the tweet, given you know that it's generally good vibes and a positive thing. But yeah, it could just be, hey, someone says something out of turn, no matter what the context was, or the the uh, content of the tweet was, and that's just not okay. Right. Possible. I mean, Ratchet and Clank's, uh, you know, Insomniac was able to tweet out about this, which sort of steamrolled the whole, like, hey, we're finally making ga- these really good games with no crunch. Ain't, ain't that great? So. Well, I mean, no crunch is objectively a good thing, but oh, yeah. corporations are weird. <laughs> and they're, yeah, they're exactly. going to, they, they want to control all the messaging around their products. And, and it could just be something as simple as like, uh, we just don't want to talk about crunch period at exactly, all. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You know, oh, wow. I would, I would uh, wager that it's something more like that because if it was a PR person probably. reading it, I doubt they'd take offense with the actual content of the message and more just, Hey, we have a policy that we don't publicly address crunch and issues like that, you know, take it down, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I would, I would think yeah. is probably closer to the truth. Then, According you know, to probably. Mikey O'Leary in the YouTube chat, the Twitter account is also locked down now. So, <laughs> I mean that that to me just just yeah it, it it smells like somebody saw it and just said hey you know you shouldn't be talking about stuff like this period. Now, yeah. See now I honestly the fact that the entire Twitter let me throw it up here let's see what's going on with Kevin over here Kevin yeah, Jones twenty five <laughs> the fact that the uh-huh. entire thing's locked and protected. Honestly, I go the opposite way with it, where I don't think it was Microsoft. I bet it was just uh, jerks on the internet. Like, oh. I think, you know, we're all very publicly facing. We interact in a very specific uh, yeah. way. We sadly are used to saying, hey, man, I really like game A. And everybody's like, you're an idiot. I hate game A. Game B is better. Yeah. So, yeah, like, when true. you're somebody who, with all due respect to Kevin Johnson, I'm not sure how much he gets in front of uh, people that way. You say something that you're like, hey, this is an objectively great thing. And somebody inevitably comes in of just like, wow, uh, crunch isn't that bad. This person said they didn't hate crunch. And like, you know what? I'm going to go back to just being a normal human being and not looking at this all day long. Well, you know, that's that's an interesting point because there was, when this tweet was still up, I was kind of digging through the replies just to see how quickly they became toxic answers pretty quick. Uh, There was one person. (laughs) Twitter.com being disappointed. Yeah, right. But yeah, there was one person saying, well, you know, Psychonauts 2 really has taken a long time to come out, so maybe there should have been maybe some Maybe Crunch isn't a bad problem. thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah. So How dare you make that. this person wait? <laughs> yeah. I love that mentality. Like, I, I love the selfishness of that type of mentality. Uh-huh. Like, I, know, right? I, really I want a himself. video game now because there's not enough of them available. You know? Right. Oh, <laughs> no, we don't all have all. massive backlogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I it has a... cream basics. Oh, good. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I want to buy this now so I can leave it on the shelf for six months and play it when it ah. probably would have come out had you not worked yourself to death. Yeah. Right. As uh, Cream Basics in our live audience patron chat also points out, Psychonauts 2, hey, it isn't out yet. It hasn't come out yet. So, <laughs> you know, there's also the fact yeah. that, hey, development maybe isn't actually 100% complete. It could be any number of things that it causes sure. us to tweet to get nuked. But, yeah, well, hopefully 
they that it, it is true and hopefully there wasn't crunch because as we said no crunch is objectively a good thing and look at freaking ratchet and clank rift apart what an incredible Woo. game i've been working my way through it it is such a fantastic game and i love that it is the result of a production process with no crunch it's amazing a little bit of side news on that i did see a report that said that it actually sold better in its second week in the uk so nice I think that- I think it's finally getting that word of mouth and Ratchet really and taking off. Which an incredible God. Game. And finally, I'm someone game who didn't really care series. about the franchise before Rift Apart. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad to see it is successful mm-hmm. and that it was built and, you know, developed in a healthy way. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. With Ooh. that, I believe we've covered all the major headlines from today's news. But before we sign off, Greg. I mean, there has to be. There might be somebody out there who doesn't know where to find you. Yet, so why don't you tell them where we can find you? My name is Greg Miller, and I work on a YouTube channel called YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. We do a number of programs, but if you like news shows like this one, maybe check out Kind of Funny Games Daily, where we run through the biggest video game news stories each and every day. You can find it on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. <laughs> Awesome. awesome stuff. Well, Greg, thank you so much for being here, man. It's been a true pleasure having you on the show, and we'd love yeah. to have you back anytime. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, you guys got to cross over more often. You got to come do uh, games. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. I'm yeah, in. Exactly. I'm in anytime, man. I thought about Hell that. Yeah, I've, been, I've been on it once. Yeah. 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 I've, uh, I, I've, also been on uh games cast and games daily one time, and I thought about it when this pandemic started, and I was like, you know what? It's easier than ever to do that show. Totally. Yeah, right. Yeah, is. Every show is this now, just talking into this. There you go. <laughs> no, I had a blast talking about, I think it was Jedi Fallen Order with you guys. On, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we did daily and then we did, yeah, so that you, was a lot of fun. You want to know what is what is almost uh, heart-wrenching is, I've, I've been on Kind of Funny Games Daily once, back when Jared was uh, part of the crew, and that was a couple years ago at this point. And do you know what we talked about? We talked about no. the Switch Pro. <laughs> like that was the crux of our episode. <laughs> it's gonna happen any day now. I bet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although, it hasn't been waiting me that long. I do. I do hold the honor of being on the show on the day that PSN name changes got announced. So, oh, that's a huge one. Then there you go. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, part nice. of part of kind of funny history. <laughs> <laughs> part of go. video game history. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Well. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, before we sign off and thank the patrons. Got a couple more super chats in here. Oh, my God. Uh, Marbury Mulenga with a $5 donation saying, Greg, I got to notice that you have the Superman Superman logo behind you. Thoughts on Superman and Lois? Oh, man. I really dig it. Yeah. Uh, since they did that mid-season break, they did weird, what, after like four or five episodes? I have the other one stacked up. I haven't watched them yet because I don't know about you guys, but I'm very much a video game guy. So when it comes, like, in, yeah. I watch things with my wife. And she's pregnant, so she goes to bed about nine o'clock. And once, and she does not like Superman and Lois, so that's a I'll watch that by myself thing. But whenever I'm by myself, I just want to play games. So like, it, I let them stack right. up until I have yep. to do some kind of chore or whatever, and then I do it. But I, the ones that I watched for that first half of the season really dug. Uh, I really like Bitsy and Tyler being Lois and Clark. Uh, I think it's a really cool, you know, as somebody who burned out in the CW shows. Like, I, you know, I was huge on Smallville, and then. Did the Arrowverse for quite a while, but eventually it was just like, I can't keep up with this, and they keep repeating stuff. Uh, the fact that it is so different, the fact that it is just like, what, what, what the Kents move back to Smallville, Superman's doing his thing, let's work, make it more about a family drama rather than the will they, won't they, you know, drama they're used to for romance. I, I dig it a lot. Nice. nice. Right. Awesome. And, and Moape, thank you for bringing that up. And I apologize in advance for this, Greg, but I was actually going to mention that 
and this tells you everything about my mindset. When I first saw that Superman logo behind you, the colors are washed out enough yeah. on my end that I was like, oh, is that a Chaos Emerald? And then I realized, of course, <laughs> it's a <laughs> I realized it later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it, we, the, uh... when I did something recently with uh, my lens, it got way more washed out. I need to get diffuser uh-huh. paper for it, but there's okay. a million things I need to do. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I recently uh, I, I watched that whole drama of that Superman light unfold on your Twitter where you were uh, right? asking folks oh, to geez. put it back together. Yeah. Oh boy, that's funny. Uh, well, one last thing, and just massively, massively. Oh my god, uh, Rob Arman X with a hundred dollar donation says, "Here's to a hundred more. Maybe Persona oh News will god. happen by then, and I can join." You know, I think that fits. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, Thank I, you I, I know so that I would, uh, I would, I would gladly donate my seat to you, sir, because uh, Persona News and I, we don't get along. <laughs> it's, right. I'm excited for those folks, but I need to finish a Persona game at some point in my life. Yeah, you yeah. Do. Um, no, <laughs> seriously, Rob, thank you so much. Yeah, thank your you. Incredible Just, kindness. My God. And uh, I think this is a great, great way to end off on episode 100. You, Narukami, with a nuclear hot take in our live audience patron oh, chat. No. And they even spoiled it. They even spoiled it to be to show just how nuclear it is. But they say, and I say this to every one of you listening, you all are amazingly beautiful and have lots of potential for greatness. And I would love to meet you all in real life one day. Fuck all the haters of each one of you. Well said, you, Narukami. Oh, wow. Thank you. There so you that's thank a you. great, <laughs> awesome, positive message to end off on. And thank you so much to all of you who have been here with us for a hundred episodes of this show. And thank you to my incredible co-hosts, Steve and Derek. Thank you guys for being on this awesome journey with me. And here's to a hundred more. Let's do it. Congrats guys. We live long enough to see it. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Dark. Yeah. Oh man. There we go. So before we die, (laughs) before we sign off, uh, we also, of course, got to give a special thanks to all of our patrons, big and small. Just all of you, thank you so much for supporting us each and every day, uh, being there for us. And, of course, a extra special thank you to our patrons at the producer tier, as this show just would not be possible without all of you. But, of course, a massive, massive thank you to our executive producers and above, and I'm delaying because I forgot to bring up the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know that stall well. I know that I stall am, well. Yeah. Let me tell you about sponsors because they make it. You're click, 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 I, click. <laughs> I, am on, I am on the ball tonight. I got blown away by um, Rob's generous donation. But yes, thank you all so much to our executive producers who include Jared Unger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Itiono Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Echo Carroll, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedran Hotik, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Emerald, Azran127, Ken Roulet 09, Pagrima, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug, Doug Ch- uh, Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orem M, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzy Wighoid, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Deneth, Coda, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hoobie, Wolf X Blake, Moon Macarons, Ascaron 809, 
Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Bowling. Hi, Mom. Kotar Peck. <laughs> Sc- uh, Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Project, uh, Derek, Jeff Ed, Ray Clawson Jr., Nathan the Voice Actor, Mega Conrad, Hulkamaniac55, Chibi J, and finally, Bongo Lover. Holy cow. Woo! <laughs> I believe we are officially up to like 90 executive producers at this point. Good Lord. Holy crap. Thank you so much. And remember that you can be too become a You too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash GV gaming, where you can get access to our exclusive post show and ad free content for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching, especially to Ashley in the super with the super chat, uh, wife of Steve. Hi, <laughs> who says do a dance and uh he'll end with a little dance for us and thank you all so much for watching if you like this video be sure to subscribe to good vibes gaming for more good times like these <laughs> until next time good night and good vibes bye, bye everybody everyone. bye, bye.